And it's so cold. It's so cold, stop. <laughs> oh, it's a good day. It's a good day, but man, you know, right before we started recording, we were talking about that son of a bitch, Ruthless Randy Rude. <laughs> it's like, it's not to be confused with Mr. Batten a Thousand selling out all the goddamn shows, Mr. Randy Chacon. <laughs> Yeah, there's a difference. Yeah. I love giving him shit. The last time he was walking away from the ring, I just screamed at him, I fucking hate playing your music. Yeah, I do hate I don't like Bobby. Were you asleep today in the afternoon when everyone got the jump on getting to name hot dogs after themselves? I didn't see that post. No. But no, but like, yeah, well, you know, Pizza is my thing, so if they ever get a pizza, you already know. Yeah, double, but... Double cheese, extra sauce, jalapenos, the awesome, the awesome slice, you know, that's, that's me all day. <laughs> well, as of right now, it's Eric Angel all day, because he got the jump on the footlong. The footlong is the Eric Angel. <laughs> yeah, he's okay. Yeah. Okay. I've been, I've been, I've been in like a room. I've been in like a room. We all know that's not true. We all know. Curse <laughs> <laughs> Eric, he said it, not me. Uh, I'm, I'm the DJ. I play the music. <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah, dude, it was it was great, and I, I don't want to release too much of the the case if it's like a super secret. But yeah, the uh, he posted the the menu, and he just said, "Have at it." Even Vernola got a fucking hot dog named after him. Like, I'm trying to figure out, like, I didn't see the, like, I, I think I got added to the group late. <laughs> but it's cool, it's cool. Next, next time, but, you know, my, my brand is pizza. So, when they get the pizza dude out there, get that right, you better, you better name a pizza after me, or everybody get choked out. That's everybody. awesome. <laughs> the, uh. In, in in case you're ever in Colorado Springs, uh, there's a food truck called Gypsy Pizza run by a very nice black family, and their pizza was the bomb. <laughs> their their pizza was the bomb. So if anyone is wondering where to get some a good uh, like the oven smoked pizza, in here in the Springs, Gypsy Pizza. That that I, don't, I need that in my life. I'm looking at them right now. Yeah, they're they're on Facebook. They're they're badass. I was like, man, like, of course I'm gonna support y'all. <laughs> like, and, and it paid off, man. That piece was bomb. I can't wait to see them again. But uh, we've got Joe Barton on the show today. Goddamn! Awesome yes. one. Awesome. The best wrestler in the world, not just the city, the uh, world, Craig. Craig. <laughs> <laughs> hey Barton. Hey you guys. What's up? Cowboy VCR. You got put over mad crazy by Elias last week, man. Oh, man. Yeah, I really appreciate that, man. The, the Canadian people, it's not there. Now, Outside of rain, they're 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 really good at what they do, man. They're knowledgeable. They co- they're good coaches. Inside the rain, they're assholes. But you know, this this name of the game. Yeah, they're, they're professional assholes. <laughs> I get to sit in on a on a training uh, 
two Saturdays ago with Elias, and the way he taught, and I, I'm not going to, uh, don't worry, Elias, if you're listening, I'm not going to tell anyone uh, what you were training. Um, but the yeah, way he taught, secrets. yeah, no, no secrets there. I'm not going to release no secrets, but it, I was so impressed with the dudes that didn't think they could do something, and he figured out a way to get them to do it. And it was just like everyone's pounding the mat, everyone's like getting them to, you know, get get fired up, and you know, he 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 does take care of the squeaky wheel, and it it works. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. Yes. Yeah. So how did you? How did that even come about? You guys like he was just sitting around one day and was like, "God damn, Bowen's good." Or <laughs> <laughs> were y'all uh, were y'all chatting, or uh, was he training you? Um, well, I just I, I like to think it just uh, came from just um, us training together. Um, we all training together at the at the butcher shop, at Extreme Gym, and like do like during this time we just. You know, we just bonded together in training, and and I, got, I think I got the respect of I like to think I got the respect of Eric Angel in uh that hardcore match, the fair for what is it, the the that six way match at CSW we did. Oh yeah, and uh, and also it just in uh at our last event that we did together at um quarantine and stream. Oh man, I so, missed that. I was pissed. <laughs> Why were you pissed? Because I can't make it to all the shows in Denver all the time, man. I get off work at fucking seven thirty. I was going seventy miles an hour getting home to try to make sure I was on time to on time, slick. Uh <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm stretch armstrong in this bitch. Between me training, trying to go to school, trying to go to work, being a co host to this podcast, being a dad, being a father. I hey. Hey, look, bro, I get, I, we get it, man. I understand you, man. Like, at one point, I had three jobs, a side hustle, going to college, and going, exactly. going to exactly. training, all the way up to Golden, and, uh... Yeah. I, yeah, so I get it, man. So, yeah. I feel it, but at the same time, though, I hear the same thing from the same strippers every weekend, and I ain't, I ain't letting them cry in my drink. <laughs> Asshole. <laughs> unless you hit that kind of thing, you know, more disrespect. Hey, hey, we're no, no shaming, no shaming. We're an yeah, inclusive we're, podcast. We're, we're, we are, we are fetish friendly. <laughs> friendly. Damn, the secret's out. We, we care, all we care, hey, consent. No, we got consent. How long have you been training in extreme, bro? Uh, I've been in extreme, ooh, about... I want this going on six months now. Yeah. Nice, nice. Yeah. Are you keeping it up twice, three times a week? What are you doing? About three. Yeah, I try to go about three times, three to four times a week. And like sometimes I sneak, sometimes I sneak in there like in like the wee early mornings and get to get the range myself and then work on work on things, shadow wrestle, uh, things like that. Yeah. Was was getting into that epic difficult? What do you say? What do you say? Was getting into that sort of ethic difficult? The army already just beat your ass into it. Um, no, like, where I, where anytime I was always, anytime I'm passionate about something or, like, I wanted to do, I wanted to be the best at something, I, I, I just I worked hard at it. I, I get that from an early, from an early age. So, nice. yeah, where it is, where it is, I wanted to be the best at Taekwondo or the best uh, the best at climbing a tree or 
something or if I was wanting to focus focus or wanting to be something I wanted that's what I wanted to put my focus into and pro wrestling was always that thing how old are you? My, yeah, ooh you are well, no, my age, goddamn man. Well, I got serious real quick. Shit. Yeah, real quick. <laughs> I, um, I am 33 years old. Just turned 33 last May. This past May. Right on, man. Oh. The reason I'm asking yeah. is because, like, you, you mentioned army. Like, I want to know. I want to know more about you. Like, you know, everyone always asks, like, where you train? Who's your favorite wrestler? I mean, like, we can get into that if you want. But like, let's like, where are you from? I'm a, I'm, I'm an open book, ass away, man. So, um, excuse me. Yeah, I'm, I'm from originally from Memphis, Tennessee, North Memphis, Tennessee. Nice. And yeah, airport? I was in the army um, twelve, twelve years, eleven years active duty, and one year National Guard. Do you see any action? Yes, I had two co- combat tours. Well, we appreciate you, man. Yeah. It's like we appreciate yeah. you too, man. We appreciate guns. God damn. There's, I mean, it's just like it's it's something else when once you find out they're military, right? Right. Yeah. Oh, uh, it's it was hard. It was hard. Uh, my, my first met big gun and Jimbo. There, he came my army. Game. Like, oh, okay. Yeah, okay, I, I know. I know. I know, know where they come from. Jimbo. <laughs> <laughs> Now, uh, okay, so Army, how did you get into it? Like, was it just get the hell out of Memphis or pay for school? Yeah, damn, this is... <laughs> he hit it round the head. <laughs> hey, man, like, uh, yeah. I, t- I took it to dinner last week. It sounded a little bit serious. Yeah. Um, yeah, like, um, and, what, and it was a point in Memphis where it was just... It was really, really bad, and... And I was, I was, it was, I would have, me and my, me and my folks would have to get into it. And that is the, I need, I need, I need a way out. So the army was like, yo, what's good? We can, we can get you out the next, in like two weeks. All right, bet. <laughs> right. Where did you, where did you go to yeah. uh, base training? I went to Fort Benning, Georgia. Oh shit, so did I. Nice. Yeah. Uh, you, were you all set? You were in Sand Hill? Uh, Alpha 138. I don't, shit, it's been so long ago because I went uh, in yeah. 99. So, yeah, that's. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I was in, yeah, I was in, like, I went in 2006. Oh, okay. So, so then, yeah, so then you already know then. So, it, was uh, like, yeah, it, was, it was like a different, like, oh, I came in, like, we were, like, transitioning from the BDUs into the ACUs. Right, but right. I had like, I had my my uniform ACU, but all my other gear were BDU. Oh, I was still, we were still BDUs for a while. I don't think, like you said, I don't think we transitioned into ACUs till about. Damn, I was still in Hawaii, so I want to say 2003, 2000, 2002, 2003 is when we started transitioning out, and then 2004 is when it was like this. You know how they have the suspense date where you're like, okay, you can't wear this particular gear after this date. That was when I first got got to Carson, and that's exactly when that happened. So I know exactly what you're talking about. Where in Hawaii? I mean, like, even, even then, you can see it happen. People were like with BDUs. Mm-hmm. I came in 2006. Right. What's yeah. the significance of that? I mean, the BDU is just like a pain in the ass to wear. Like, I was military kid, military brat. Like, I don't know what, what you're talking about. Well, 
Yeah, it was the uniform, like, you had to iron them. Start them like, up. Yeah, 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 to make them look neat. And yeah. you had a, a BDU for the summer, and you had a BDU for the winter time. But the ACU, but the ACU, like, you're, also, you're, you're not supposed to iron, support to iron them. And you just, you just, um, just draw them on, and they're good for anything. And then in the winter time, they had this like layered system or whatever. Like, um, or the waffles, the silks, the waffles, like this whole little winter gear system you could put on. You're talking about the uniform. You're talking about those big ass blue bottles of starch you had to buy every week. I still have them. I still have that big ass blue bottle. <laughs> Shit, man. I remember my dad always buying those. Stay flow. Stay flow. Stay flow. Stay flow. Yes, that's. So, uh, okay, so... Like, I, I, I had to deal with that, like, when I was in high school ROTC, but was I, when I was in the Army, I had, no, I had to worry about that shit. I did. I did. <laughs> nice. All right, so you started early, and it wasn't just... Uh, and, and no shame, I wasn't, like, in any way uh, demeaning your choice to go to the Army, because those, those questions can, depending on who you're talking to, you're, you're going to get the wrong reaction. Um because my my dad did the same thing yeah, my dad was yeah. my dad was i think my dad was digging ditches in hash new mexico and he came home when i was three years old and said i joined the air force we're leaving yeah. <laughs> got, yeah. us the, got us the fuck out of hash new mexico and next thing i know i'm in japan i'm in hawaii i'm in england i'm in denver i'm in oklahoma i'm in alaska i'm in guam and uh man go to you man like those that's that's awesome so uh we started early ROTC, transition to Army. Where did you first get stationed after basic training? What the, oh, man. This is my um, so from there, I went to AIT, Fort Lee, Virginia. I was there for like, what, seven weeks? Yeah, in Virginia, where I was in Virginia. And then from there, I went to... Airborne school for back to Fort Benning, and then then I was down with the Fort Benning. Oh, not Fort Benning, but Fayetteville, North Carolina, Fort Bragg. I was there for like four years, and that's I had my first deployment to Iraq. What did you What do you do? What did you do in the military in the army? Uh, my first MOS in the army was a ninety-two Alpha supply. I worked in a warehouse. I was a clerk, and I was a air uh, a paratroopers where well I was jumping out of airplanes. Holy shit! And then, yeah. No big deal, right? No, nah, like it's not even a cool jumping like the air the jumping out of airplane. I did wasn't even, was even the cool stuff. Like I had a static line, you got the line to the hook up inside the plane. And then you jump out. You don't even, you don't even pull your own rip cords. That's the that's the cool stuff. That's the stuff you want. You want the free fall shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, and then to get the free fall, you gotta do a bunch of bullshit to be the free to do the free fall army stuff. But I ain't wanna do it. <laughs> how, how did you feel about being yeah, in the army once you were actually in the army? Like, how, how did you actually feel about being in the army once you were in and you were in the shit? No, like. What? <laughs> so 
so when I was in basic training, they were like hype. They were like hyping you up, brainwashing you like, oh, you gonna be, you gonna be like bad brothers. You gonna be like, rah rah rah, like like really hyping you up, thinking like you like we're all gonna be tight and brotherhood, and, and then you, and then you, damn, and I had my first deployment, and then I realized the motherfucker didn't give a fuck about you, like <laughs> leadership doing like some shady ass. Shady ass shit. Then the political shit came in. It wasn't even like political shit. It was just like every basic everyday fuckery shit. <laughs> like, uh. Yeah, just. It, it's. It, it's regular life, but in the army. But like, it's your regular job. You could just say fuck you and quit. Right. And just. Going around, but like in the army, you try to like quit and leave, you're probably like arrested and thrown in jail, or you gotta get like yourself self emancipated, or that's the whole other thing. But like, yeah, it's so how you the army just yeah, the army's just bullshit, just dressed up nicely, I guess. Right, and and, and there's there's a fine line. I mean, you guys are allowed to hate on it because you were do, you were in it. I don't feel like you're hating on it. I feel like you just saw the the shitty parts of it, and it, and it really just just hit you hard. But uh, yeah, all right. So it hit you hard, slick. I know it hit you hard too, bro. Um, oh yeah, it hit me like a ton of bricks. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. How do we get out? How are we getting out of the military? Wait, sir. How are you getting out of the military? How'd you get out? Oh, uh, so I was just so so all throughout the military, I was. Doing my wrestling train, my wrestling training, and and my MMA. I got an MMA. I became a combatant instructor. I managed to do my first couple of wrestling matches where I was in. It was just hard, but it was just hard to commit to pro wrestling while being in army because you, you know sometimes you have a shitty punk ass NCO. Right. Yeah. Right. So. so so I ended up just thinking that, like, just working on my MMA from there because they they were happy about letting me go whoop on other branches in the military, mm-hmm. but not for wrestling. But um, I just said to myself, like, nah, man, I want to live this, live my dream, and once I get out, I'll just I'll, I'll just always tired of becoming a, a pro wrestler. Right, so you're so you're educated. You're you've got a good career in the military, despite the fact that it's not the best thing for you. You're training MMA. You're training uh, wrestling. Uh, yeah. Where, where where are we at here? Are you uh, what year? So this is like 2016. I'm in Korea. I'm getting training by my NCO. He's also a boxer. Goes by Hakon Negro. Awesome. And I'm just man. And I'm just like. Like Korea fucking sucked. That was my oh last god, year. I, I hate it. Korea. It was my last. It was my last year, and like they put they put me in like the place, the worst place, like where like it's so it's so easy to get in trouble because like you miss curfew. That's your ass. Like yeah. Yo, you, were you in Area One? Where were you at? Yeah, I was in um like uh we I was in Rejumbo. I was in Rejumbo. We jumble. Okay, yeah. I was a kid. Uh, Rick, Rick, Rick Cloud. Oh God, that was horrible. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, I was. 
and then like the the job was shitty, and like I already did like like at that point like I like I was already checked out. I didn't care like, anymore. I was I just wanted like to do my uh, the stuff I had to do. The what was 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 it was what is it called like when you're fucking getting out? Oh yeah. Um... I know what you're talking about, where you have to go to all those classes and shit, yeah. and, it's, and you don't really even give a fuck about it, like, look, I just want to get the fuck out, can you just sign this, please? Yeah, yeah that's yeah. exactly Well, I forget, what's the name of um... SRP, not SRP, uh... A-cap, A-cap. A-cap, thank you. Yeah, A-capping. I'm like, look, I'm A-capping, I don't care, I just want to go, man, I just want to go home. Did you... And, but like they keep on putting me all the responsibility on me, and 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 then we had a in Korea you get these two major exercises that are just a pain in the ass, and like I'm literally not getting any sleep, oh. and it was just a it was just a horrible time, a horrible time, and the only thing that kept me like from killing myself, literally killing myself, was. Dude, I am going. I am getting out, and I'm going to be the best fucking professional wrestler in the world. <laughs> That's the only thing that kept me kept me from doing that. What's so, you, what was the first thing you did yeah. when you got back to the states? So, one first thing I did was one, get smoke, the, smoke the blunt. <laughs> get laid. That was the first the thing. <laughs> <laughs> I came, I came, like, my homie, my homie Rip picked me up from the, picked me up from the, the airport, had a, had a blunt in the, in hand, drove, drove to his crib, I'm, I'm getting high on the way, and I'm like, oh, yeah, this is, this is freedom. <laughs> and, like, and then, but, like, weeks before I got back to the States, I was heading up Rocky Mountain Pro, talking about, yo, I'm coming over coming over that and I don't think they believe me when I said it and I'm like alright bet where did you where did and you I land <laughs> when you first came back to the state did you go back to, to North Memphis or did you did you have friends no, in Colorado I, no I went straight to Colorado nice you were ready yeah yeah I was ready <laughs> you were ready I was already set, like I was I was at Fort Carson before I left Korea I was at Carson from what uh, 2013 to yeah 2016. I just had had a, a bunch of friends out here in the community. You know, I fought I fought locally around uh, in the city. So I had a, I already had a, a network to come back to. So why wouldn't why wouldn't I come back to Colorado? Exactly. Yeah. So did did. Did uh, came came back to came back to Colorado, and then on my way to Rocky Mountain Pro to do the uh, tryout, I get a, a job offer to go work in California for six months as a contractor, and the money was too good I couldn't pass it off. <laughs> so I get I get to the Rocky Mountain Pro. I tell them, Yo, I got I got to take this job offer to California. And I go to California, while I'm in California working, uh, I go to SoCal Pro in San Diego. And for six months, I was training, I was training under, under them. And the guy, and their, and their guy, Anthony Idol, 
SoCal Crazy, Brian nice. Kidd, Judas, um, Jesus Rivera. Nice. Re- Re- Jesus Rivera came, did a seminar there. Um, who else? Who else? Who else came? Who else came? Oh, I got to meet, meet Willie Mack. Hell yeah! Nice. Uh, nice. Did you guys did you guys watch the? Uh, if you didn't, I'll give you my uh, password for fight. But I bought the. Uh, uh, Don't say that on air, man. You gonna get stuck. No, I'll, <laughs> no, I'll, no, I'll, I'll give you my password. I got the talking shop of mania. I watched that on on Saturday night, and I, I yeah. the mat came out and just started throwing stunners. It was wonderful. And then of course, like. <laughs> They're like, yeah, let's have a celebratory beer. And it's, uh, uh, yeah, sure. You're gonna you realize this guy really loves Stone Cold, and no one drinks a beer with Stone Cold without getting stunned to fucking hell. And sure enough, man, I just, I just, I just love him. He come out in Lucha, Lucha Underground with his Afro yeah. pick, just fixing his hair and shit. <laughs> you always, you always say one thing I love about Willie Mac is that Everything? the dude is big, but you don't you don't see him as a luchador, and he's doing lucha shit. I mean, and guys like him, uh, uh, well, uh, Uha Nation now, yeah, yeah. I mean, you see him big guys doing like yeah, Keith Lee. My, I'm serious, my spirit animal. That dude's doing lucha shit. I'm like, that dude should not be doing any lucha shit whatsoever, but he does it. You know, so that, I thought it was the one thing I found cool about him. Anything, uh, anything the man taught you that? Is that? Anything that the Mac taught you that stood out, stands out? <laughs> we didn't really, we didn't really talk, we, we didn't really talk, we just, uh, I just said hey to him, he gave me a head knock, and he was like this, a big ass burrito. <laughs> <laughs> you remember, his burrito was more important to him at the moment, I understand. <laughs> yeah, he was like, I, I get, I, I understood, I understood it, you know. <laughs> yeah. I've met, I've met some uh, Oklahoma City Thunder uh, players back in like 2011 and at restaurants, and we're like, no, 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 just not at him. The man's—he just literally got off the plane from fucking uh, L.A. The man's here to pick up his burger, give him a nod, and let him go home and eat a fucking hot burger. Uh-uh, that's something. Piss me off, someone make my fucking burger cold. Piss me the fuck off. <laughs> So okay, so we're in California. We're in California. Are you enjoying it? I mean, obviously you got a lot out of it. Um, yeah. It, night and day I'm lo- difference. I'm, I'm loving it. I'm enjoying it. I understand why people like the beach. Yeah. <laughs> like I like my like, like to really understand why people like the beach. You gotta go to like like California, Hawaii. Or the exotic beaches. You can't go to the East Coast beach. I went to like a, a beach in North Carolina. Oh, gross! Was it, or no? Oh no, the beach in South Carolina. Yeah, I, it, I was, it, it was. It wasn't the same. It's not the same. There's fish heads in the water, and it, and, it, and the water's brown, and the titties aren't as big. <laughs> come on, Mickey. Come on, man. Twenty twenty eight. Gotta be. Gotta be better than that. Oh come on. We're fucking around. I meant to say what I meant to say was the intellectual capacity of the people. Uh, not, fuck it, I can't even make that up. You need to go try. Like, all right. So, uh, what's any stark difference you saw from training in Colorado now and what you learned in Col- in California, or are you just having fun blending everything? Man, like I'm having fun blending it, blending everything. I just like I know I just 
the only difference the only difference between California and Colorado, like California is like you have to learn you have to learn lucha. There's no way around it. <laughs> it has to be your it has to be your base. <laughs> and I was I was fortunate to have a to come in with a lucha base come in training training in Korea with my with Hakane Hakane girl. And but when I got the when I got over to Colorado a lot of guys were just trained did it have that lucha base or was it training lucha? And, and, it, and it was a it was a slower and it was a slower pace. One because of that because of the altitude, so right. <laughs> I understood that. And then two two is just you know it's just it's um the American style is slow is slower. How did they view you coming in with that lucha style? Did they feel you like more of a hothead, or did they just did it encourage them to try to get better and learn learn more <laughs> lucha moves? I want to say flashy sometimes. Sometimes I want, like and I, I no, think no. like when I came when I came they just they didn't they didn't think I knew it they didn't think I knew anything and then I start I started doing, I started doing the drills like oh okay. Okay, you know a little something. <laughs> yeah. So, so, you're paying your dues. You're paying your dues. Uh, what, right. Help, help us understand playing your to paying your dues at Rocky Mountain Pro and over uh, with uh, Elias. Well, first of all, you never stop paying your dues. That's that is the thing. And Love it. Love it. Thank you. Put it like, on a shirt. Yeah. Put it on a shirt. And yeah. So. You just like I'm like let's let's just be real. I'm I'm not a I'm I'm not a star. I'm not a legend. I'm not, I'm not a million dollar talent yet. So nobody knows who the fuck I am. So when you go to a new place, you have to be able to to humble humble yourself and let and let and let people and like let people you know teach you what they know, and then you pick and choose. What you want to add your to add your toolkit right. and just be respectable, and and you ask for them to be respectable back. <laughs> Agreed. But it's it's uh, I, I feel like I came into a really rare situation where someone just shit the bed so bad in the Colorado scene and just really shook the, the, the barriers of things. And then people are coming in and being, okay, that guy fucked up so bad. We need to make sure we're on, you know, you know, double duty here. So, uh, everyone has stepped up their game since, and you know, you guys know who I'm talking about back last year and a half. Um, yep. And, and it was like, at first I was thinking like, man, this is this is not good business, but then the way everyone responded to it in terms of stepping their game up and stepping their business game up as well and you know, we, we see posts like, Yo, you ain't training, you ain't getting booked. Sorry. It's like that's that's the that's the of all the things I've seen that have been shitty, it wasn't shitty but it sure as hell was real and it was a I don't think it was too much of a wake up call because I got yeah. training anyway. Yeah, you you have to understand you're putting somebody's life in your hand. Right. Now, now I'm 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 gonna be genuine. You call it a shoot. You can call it whatever you want. I'm being 
as genuine as I can. I did not risk my life <laughs> in two combat tours or in, in the streets of Memphis or as my whole 33 years as, as a black man growing up in America. In Memphis, to, North Memphis, by the yeah, airport. In, in Memphis, Tennessee, <laughs> to have a, a life-altering injury, you know, in professional wrestling. No, I'm not. No. So I take what I take what I do very seriously. That's why I train so hard, so hard at what I do because I one I don't want to hurt anybody. I don't want to have that ever to have that on my conscience. Right. And then and then and, and then two, I don't want nobody to hurt me. <laughs> you know because you know I'm I'm I'm. Dude, I got I got some mileage on my on my body. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You, uh, I, like I said, I came in paying do paying news, and <laughs> so I'm I'm not. I, like I said, I take my I take my shit very seriously. <laughs> so I expect the other people to do the same. Yeah, and, and that's the thing I noticed about you, Joe, is that you're one of. I mean, like I said, I get if you're easily one of the top five hardest workers that I've ever seen because I follow you on Instagram, I follow you on Twitter, I follow you on obviously on Facebook and every time that I see you on there, there's an update, there's like you're in the gym or you're working on your new finisher or you're working on, you know, you're doing, you're always doing something and you're always improving your craft and I'm going to be honest with you, people like you are actually making me train harder because one of the things I always tell myself is if I want to quit I'm like okay so if you want to face this guy you got to train harder than this guy you want to just I'm not going to lie I would love to face you one day and but I'm gonna I'm, but I'm not gonna lie. I'm gonna have to work my ass off. I'm gonna have to you know build up my cardio. I'm gonna have to do that. So you saying what you were saying about you don't want to hurt anybody else and you don't want nobody to be you don't want to be injured at your hands and vice versa. That's just like infinite amount of respect because you are so into the craft of professional wrestling and MMA. So I definitely want to give you props for that alone. I'm going to interrupt you. I'm going to interrupt you before Joe responds. There was something that stood out to me in what he said that rang volumes. The first thing he said was, I don't want to get hurt. He did not say that. The first thing he said was, I don't want to hurt anybody else. Yes, that is true. Others first. Others first. Mad props, brother. Mad props. Like it's, <laughs> you, you don't accidentally say things. You, there's tells in the way people talk. Right. If you were really the prick that we think you are in the ring, you would have said, "Nah, I don't want to get hurt." No, it was you. You want to protect your fellow brother and sister out there. So that 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 rings volume. The second yeah, thing, absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. I'm sorry. I'm just on a roll here. Uh, I'm, on, I'm on the jazz, man. I'm on the jazz. Um, you said something that rang really. Uh, uh, it rang my bell for my comic book bullshit. You've got a Punisher tattoo on your chest, don't you? Yes, I do. <laughs> have you seen Dirty Laundry? Yes, I have. <laughs> do, you, do you remember when he goes in the liquor store and Ron Perlman is like, I did two motherfucking tours in the sandbox and I'm here for two months. And I stand up once to those assholes. And he just starts shimmying his fucking wheelchair. And then just that cash on the fucking table. Bottle of Jack. <laughs> Bottle of Jack. Dude, I, like, 
uh, that Alicia and Car thing just blew my blew, like. How did you how did you find Dirty Laundry? By the way. Um, oh, I remember. Oh, what was it? What was it? Twenty twelve. Twenty twelve. It was. It was. Um, no, no. It was an interview with the director. Alicia and he was talking about. He was talking about because he he made. I saw the Power Rangers one first. Right. I saw the Power Rangers one first, and then when I went to his channel on YouTube, I saw the Dirty Laundry, and then the car, and then uh, the Bella one. Truth and I'm like, oh, this dude is dope. Yeah, that dude is fucking. That dude is so badass. Like, I saw. Yeah. I got lucky, and I saw Dirty Laundry first because I found that guy just randomly. I think it was 2011, 2012. I was right before I moved here, but uh, I was so inspired by a Punisher Max type story like really what the punisher is um how did tell me tell me why there's that punisher tattoo on your chest in the first place so i don't know like um oh you know i want yeah. that costs money man <laughs> so i wanted some i wanted something to symbolize death and loss but not be too cliche about it. Right. Too cliche about it. And I know, you know, uh, in, Me- in Mexican culture, um, Sugar Skulls. Yeah, yeah, the Sugar Skull, you know, that's a way of honoring the dead. And I like, I like comic books. And I'm like, I've never seen, I've never seen a Punisher symbol with a sugar, well, a sugar, mixed with the Sugar Skull. And I'm like, well, I think that'd be cool. A cool way, and with my my version of making honoring the the dead, and I put happily on my chest. No, that that's wonderful, man. I like that. I didn't I didn't anticipate that sort of depth on that. That's that's awesome. Did you uh, did you grow up with the comics at all, or was it something that just resonated with you in general? I mean, it's okay. I'm not one of those assholes that's like you didn't read it. Punisher comic book will fuck you. So uh, I got so I got introduced to Hunter. Punisher, but my but my uncle, he had like the like he had like the older comic, the older Punisher comics. He had like the um Midnight Suns, the Punisher, Sp- the Punisher Spider Man, Spider Man joint from back in the uh, from the, back in the day. The original, and he read them. Nice. And, but I didn't really, you know, I always thought the Punisher was a bad guy. I really didn't as a young age. I didn't really grasp who the Punisher was until later. Until later to the Spider-Man series, and like, oh, he's not a bad guy. He's, you know, he's taking justice in his own hands because, you know, fuck the police. Yeah. <laughs> that, was <something. laughs> yeah, that, that was something I understood, like, understood immediately. Immediately coming from coming from uh, '90s hip hop, NWA, you know, being being black in Memphis. <laughs> and I uh, have black parents where you don't where we don't talk to the police. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, so I, 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 so I instantly understood that. Well, uh, let's, uh, if, if you don't mind me asking, um, what was your first shitty encounter with a police officer? Oh. <laughs> Man, my high school? <laughs> like, uh, we had this, this shady-ass uh, high school cop, man. <laughs> How fat and white was he? He was no, he was a fat black dude. <laughs> <laughs> so was, he was he was Uncle Rocket's face. That's 
Uncle you hit Uncle Ruckus as your fucking ra- your fucking metal detector guy. Goddamn. Like, well, like if you if you're in the if you it doesn't matter if you're black, white, or brown. If you're working in a system that's built on white to support, to support white supremacy, it's not. It doesn't matter what your what your what your skin tone is. Right. Yeah. So. He just did. He just did shady, shady, shady shit. Like, uh, you fucking, fucking steal, steal people weed and get them, steal people weed and get them suspended, not but not report the weed and, and yeah. shit. So, or like, we saw him just fucking just come out of nowhere. We're we're in love, just standing around chilling. And he just came out of nowhere and just tabled this dude in front of us, like, like in our group. And I'm like, dude, what you, what you doing? You ain't, ain't doing nothing. You shut the fuck up, or you go, are you next? And I'm like, okay, I don't want this. I'm not want this trouble. I'm not trying. I instantly thought, baby, I get a breath. I'm gonna with my ass. Like, yeah. I, I, <laughs> and then I want this trouble. And they're like, what could you, what could you do? And like, just the being the fuck out of a kid. A fourteen-year-old kid, just like nothing. Uh, yeah, just for like, just because he he heard he had a joint on him, he get a joint. That's pretty yeah. dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> so, what are, you you were part of the Black Wrestlers Matter movement, um, which right. was I. Well, like, so the, so uh, let me just let me just clear that up. John West, you know, started Black Wrestlers Matter. He's uh he's the forerunner in that. Do it. Tell um, us. Yeah. Teach me. John, yeah. Teach me. Like I don't wanna I don't wanna steal I don't wanna steal his thunder. I'm uh, I'm I am i am supporting it. I'm a black I'm a black wrestler in the game. There is I feel like there I no, there is white supremacy inherent in, in pro wrestling. You can deny it, but let's let's just be real about it. <laughs> well, I mean, Vince, and, uh, Vince McMahon, yeah. and, and, and we want and we and we want we want change. We want people. We want people in those positions and the and those and the back office and the career positions to to have to have their representation. Well, I, I'm yeah. I'm I'm curious because if. if I'm not black. I'm Mexican. I'm Mexican, uh, native, and uh, um, Spanish. But I would have, if if I would have been invited to be this part of the of, of the movement uh, or to wrestle on the show, if I was a, if I was, do you prefer black or African American? I prefer black. What about you, Slate? Doesn't matter. I'm I mean, black. I'm African American. You know what? I am black. Correct. <laughs> Okay, all joking aside, uh, were you worried at all about being gimmicked out like it was a gimmick and they were exploiting you? No. No, I never felt, I never felt like that because we, the, we, like, we talked about it. Like, I helped, like, I helped organize a charity. Like, I was, like, a part of it, like, throughout, and... I never felt like he was a gimmick, a gimmick or anything. And then, if anything, we need, yeah, we need more, we need more shows like this. I think it should bring, go on. Just to bring awareness. To bring awareness. I think it like should that, go on I will, constantly. Yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. I got excited. I just, I was just saying, and I, I apologize. I did not mean to interrupt you or offend you. 
Um, I think it should go on all the time. I, I, I think that would be one of the best shows ever because it means something to you. In, well, actually, tell me what it would mean to you if a show like that was going on like once a month. Like, it means it, like, it means the it means the world to me. But like, honestly, I want to get to the point to where we don't have to like have to have a show like that. Where it's just I just want to have a show where everybody's represented. Like I want, I want, I want, I want rosters to represent the world, to be like the world, because we're all diverse, and we all come from different backgrounds with different styles and different flavors. Right. You know what I'm saying? Why, why, like, why can't we be like Street Fighter, the Street Fighter Two, the World Water? You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> That's so, a perfect metaphor, man. Yeah. Very perfect. Yeah. How, yeah. About, how about you, Slick? How would you feel? How would you feel? Uh, do you feel the same way to, to to keep it going until it doesn't need to exist anymore, or keep it going until uh, we can have fun with it the way '70s black quotation flicks were? Because I never felt those were exploitive at all. I thought those movies were fucking awesome. <laughs> okay, so um, I actually agree with Joe on that. I think we should have it to where um, you know everybody's represented at one point. Because one uh, one thing that I thought about it when Joe said that was. Uh, when they did the first, uh, WWE did the first Cruiserweight Cup, they had people from everywhere. They had them from England, from, you know, Japan, from Korea, from Brazil. And that's, and that's kind of what I, when Joe just said that, I was like, damn, that actually is a good point. And then the Street Fighter metaphor, too, because what can I say? I love Street Fighter, so there you go. <laughs> well, I, I got to say, I, I, I do have to thank both of you because you've got this tall pale-ass Mexican dude DJing the show, uh, <laughs> and uh, they were like, uh, tall-ass skinny white Doug comes up to me, which I love him, by the way, and he's like, you're going to have to pick the song for for the uh, the Battle Royale, and I was like, shit, what the fuck song should I play, and I said, fuck it. <laughs> I remember that, too. I'm like, damn, did you pick I, I said fuck it because that song gets me amped every time and I threw in Rough Riders themes and, and Rough Riders theme and uh, fucking Boss comes out with his bat and I'm like I'm either about to get destroyed or everyone's going to be in a good mood. <laughs> <laughs> like like I, I, was, uh, I was legit worried but I said fuck it because my heart was in the right place. Yeah. And then and then the DJ the not uh, I was the DJ the the sound guy that was help that was running like that million dollar sound system they got there at your mom's house looking he's like you really just picked this song and I said fuck it look at him <laughs> like y'all were yeah, like, that shit had me hype I came out <laughs> I came out two amps dude that was and it was it, it, you guys started you guys started shooting like it was all you no not shooting you guys started working snug as shit in that in that battle royale man I was like I did that. <laughs> I did that. <laughs> nah. That's what happens. Ooh, ooh, you will play nothing, duck if you buck. Ooh. <laughs> I don't know. We should now. You pick that. That's gonna be a damn right. I don't know if you wanna like. Hey, pick, pick another song. Pick another song. Motherfuckers gonna get amped on this one. <laughs> ooh. Imagine, imagine, imagine somebody played. It played my music. It was nuck if you buck at Triple L. Ooh, I'm gonna get the fight in the crowd. <laughs> I think I think that would probably be legal if that song was playing. Yeah. <laughs> Your Honor, it's, it's what's, all right. What's another, <laughs> what's another fight song that that get somebody that calls a riot? I, Anything with Lil John. 
It's, it's earlier shit. So uh, what they gonna do? Uh, let's go with Trick Daddy. Shit. Oh, B I B I. Yeah, B I B I. What? I wasn't stone cold in you. <laughs> I thought you were stone cold in no. me. That's why I didn't respond. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus, I need new friends. <laughs> no, you don't. We're, I think we're still right here, man. Like, uh, Mr. Barton, it has been an absolute pleasure. Uh, we got a little bit We got a little bit before we wind up for you to get uh, to your shoot job. Um, where can we find okay. you? Where can we find you next? Deals. <laughs> Where can we find you next? Like, uh, what shows you working? Oh, yeah, so this Saturday I'm headed up to Salt Lake City, Utah to um, to work with Devotion Championship Wrestling at their Heat of the Moment event. So, you can, so they're doing a private event and a TV taping. So I'll be a part, I'll be a part of that, also featuring OVW, star, OVW stars. Nice. Yeah, I don't know if y'all know, but um, I believe the Ocean Championship Wrestling is now under Alice the Alice No yep, Wrestling Academy. Yep. Yeah. I talked to uh, so, uh, Dora the Adventurer last night. She's like, yeah, Alice No Academy. So, yeah, I saw that too. Um, y'all got an extra seat? Need some extra gas money? Because, I, uh, shit, man, I've been dying to get to fucking Utah. Hmm. Oh, uh, I, I, I had to ask. I think I think we're, the people I'm going with, the Black Horsemen, we're already we're already pretty full on air truck, air hey, truck, truck load. I tried. <laughs> <laughs> I tried. I'll figure yeah, out. What I'm you, sorry. I'll figure I'm sorry, man. Don't even be sorry, man. Don't even be sorry. I didn't think you'd say yes in the first place. Uh, yeah. All right, so also, we got. We got and also, yep. don't forget, like, um, and then. The very next weekend, I'm I'm be at uh, CSW at their event. Last um, resort. Last resort. Thank you. <laughs> you're, you're welcome. I was waiting for that. Like jump yeah. in, jump in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. At the Sunshine Studios in Colorado Springs, and uh, I'm gonna be you know smoking fatties and slappy da- slapping daddies there. So uh, yeah, it's gonna be a good time. Don't forget me when you got that all lined up. Yes, sir. <laughs> The uh, it is it's been an absolute pleasure to to talk with you, man. I know I really threw you a fucking uh, <laughs> swerve here and got deep real quick on you, but I appreciate you talking. That's uh, no problem, man. I, I, I would love to do it again, man. So just hit me up. No, we'll hit you up um, because I want to do a video game podcast where uh, all the gamers like Jesus. I'm sorry, uh, Balaam Leaks. I, I, I can't help but call him that. He's just he's he he really <laughs> inspires me, man. Like yeah. to to do because you. What game are you playing right now? Um, you're the playing Ghost of Tsushima. Hell yeah! Oh shit! I heard so much good things about that. Yeah, man, it's, dude, it's so fire. Like I'm, <laughs> yeah. Like so, you're you're lucky I did this pop keg, and you're 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 taking up Ghost of Tsushima time. <laughs> That was the first thing you said to me. <laughs> no problem. That was the first thing you said to me, man. Now, before you get yeah. too big, do you want to release how to find you on PlayStation? So if we got the game, we can team up. Oh, okay. Yeah, you just you can find me on PlayStation. It's uh, Epic Hero. 
Uh, let me make sure I can, I'm, let me make sure I'm spelling that right. <laughs> yeah. So find me on PlayStation on the PlayStation Four Network at Epic underscore Hero and Hero is spelled H R Y zero. Okay, hold on a second here. Now I know why you got quite a couple of times because I heard that fucking PlayStation menu move to the side. <laughs> I heard that fucking play. I thought I heard some sticks going on. I didn't want to ask no questions. <laughs> I'm actually trying to add him right now, so. <laughs> Guys, this is minefields. Uh, I'm, is- I'm sorry, it's just so good. <laughs> this is how we do it. This is how much we have fun. This is why we do it. Guys. Wrestlers out there, train. You ain't gonna get booked because the rules are on lockdown right now. No one gives right. a fuck how fucking rad you are. If you haven't been training, you're not protecting your brothers and sisters out there. No one gives a shit. Yeah. And, got- like, that, and that's uh, that's another thing. Like, I don't know. if you look at my Facebook page, I have my Twitter page. I ask the question: What's more important? What's more critical? Critical? Looking good or being technically proficient? Now, a lot of people at, said both. A lot of people said if you all made money, there's books. But the way I see it, at the end of the day, when you're when you have somebody else's body yeah. <laughs> in there with you, it's so they're tr- we're we're trusting our body with the other person, right? You have to know what you're doing. <laughs> exactly. And I'm not being shitty. I'm just saying that the rules are on lockdown now. And like, we, there's no there's no longer any uh, bullshit indies in Colorado at all. Everything is going full-fledged pro, straight-up, yep. legit indie. And we pay attention. We're Hell, I go to the fucking training sessions, man. Like, uh, we appreciate you, man. How do we find you on Facebook and Instagram? Yes, you can find me on Instagram at Joe Carter Wrestling, at Twitter at I am Awesome Five One Three, on Facebook the Awesome One Joe Barton, and you can find me on TikTok too, Joe Barton on TikTok. <laughs> and it's been a pleasure. I really appreciate you coming up and uh, talking with us. It's you're awesome. Let's do it. Thanks again. <laughs> Thank you. Don't don't Thank hang you up. Don't hang up. This is minefields. This transmission is over, and this is dangerous. 